You are not here by accident. You are here by design. And you are here to find courage in the face of fear, to replace isolation with connection, to push back that feeling of overwhelm, and to start feeling confident. And you know how you're going to do it? By listening to other people's stories. There's no better way to feed your soul and raise your vibration and shift your mindset than to hear the stories of those who have gone before you. I'm your host, Lori Lynn, also known as Her Royal Excitedness, and I invite you to rise and climb. Welcome back to the Rise and Climb podcast with your host, Lori Lynn. I am so excited about our guest today. She was recently named a top woman in tech. She has been featured on Oprah, NPR, The New York Times. She's a best-selling author, business coach, life coach. I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Carla White, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so much fun. I cannot wait to share with your audience. This is a great audience and we have so much to share. Well, I have to I have to mention first off, like your claim to fame is actually that you are the very first woman to launch an app and like finding out about how you did that with, you know, no um, backing whatsoever, like solopreneur. I'm completely blown away and I can't wait for you to like how, <laughs> how that all came about and how you managed to do it. And then, um, you know, how that's shaped your journey uh, from then to now. Yeah, it was really crazy. You know, when you get those ideas and they're so profound, you're like, wait, God, not me. That one <laughs> way too crazy. You pick somebody else, all right? And it was like that. I really, I, it felt so strong that I had to do this. But at the same breath, I like, I didn't own one single Apple product. I had no idea where to begin. I live in South Dakota where like the only people developing apps at the time are in Silicon Valley. Um, mm -hmm. I worked at a government center. I worked for NASA at the time and we worked in the center that was way out in the middle of nowhere, like area 51. And we, all of our internet access to the outside world was cut off because of security and stuff like that. So like mm -hmm. I couldn't even search during office hours. So the only time I could figure this out was getting up early in the morning and getting on my computer and like, how the heck do I do this? Wow. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's drive. That is, that is that yeah. like fire that, that won't leave you alone. That, that was a, an invention or, or an idea that demanded to be birthed, right? Absolutely. So the app is still on the app store, 10 years on, it's still doing great. It's called gratitude journal. It's called my gratitude journal. And if you're not sure what a gratitude journal is, I'm sure it's pretty popular now. Uh, when I created it back then, I had to explain what a gratitude journal was. I had to explain what an app was to people. You do what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and, um, yeah, just to date it, right? And so anyway, I wow. created this app. I created this gratitude journal app because, um, you know, I wasn't into any woo-woo neuroscience. Like I maybe went to a couple of yoga classes at the time, but I started keeping a gratitude journal because I ended up in the hospital with double pneumonia after probably a couple of years of gradually 
um, declining mental health. So it manifested into double pneumonia. And my doctor said, like, here's something for your pneumonia. Here's something for your depression, too. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm not pushing a cart around on the street and mambling to voices in my head. I'm cool. I'm good, you know, and like totally in denial about my mental health and um, went home coughing furiously on the sofa and there was a podcast I listened to. So I love podcasts. Um, podcasts. Yeah. And they just spoke about writing something good down each day because I was furiously like, it wasn't like I wasn't trying to get myself unstuck. I was furiously looking for an answer and I read all sorts of books and nothing would stick, you know, and you know, I felt good for a little bit, but for the most part, I was still like caught in these traps. So um, started writing down uh, a few things each day. And about two months into it, I'm out for a walk. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to write down in my journal that I got a job offer today. And I lost some weight. And I'm sleeping better than ever. And my health is really good. And my relationships are improved. And it kind of it like hit me so much so strong. Like, what did I do to change my life around so quickly like what happened and that's when I realized like I connected the dots that it was that Mm -hmm. gratitude journal that I was keeping and I thought well I've got to tell the world about this this is so simple why isn't everybody doing this like why didn't I learn this in kindergarten and uh, I first thought well I'll write a book and then I thought, well, you read all those books and none of them really helped you. Can you give them a tool? And I was carrying my little mm-hmm. iPod shuffle. Do you remember those little white shuffles that they had? I don't know. I do. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Yeah, yep, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I was carrying that in my hand and I think they just announced the, 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 the iPhone SDK. So basically what that was, when the iPhone first came out, it had a handful of apps that were just created by Apple. And then about six months later, they allowed developers to create apps. And they just started to announce that. And I heard whispers of it um, because I'm a nerd. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to create a gratitude app. And uh, that's what drove it. I was like, I could picture that one person who was going to download it. But it turned out to be a lot more than one. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knew? Ten years later, a little girl working at NASA out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> created something for the future, literally, yeah. and still going. Oh, that's incredible, Carla! I love that. <laughs> so, okay, tell me, you um, first of all, tell me what you were doing at NASA because that's fascinating, right? So. Um, I I know it's kind of crazy that I was in any of these places, like especially NASA, because growing up, I definitely wasn't the A student or anything like that. Um, But, but I ended up at NASA because I was into human computer interaction. So basically, how do interfaces, how they're designed, and to make them more usable. So before NASA, I was with Microsoft, and I was... (laughs) (laughs) basically destroying their systems because I was trying to be a coder, but I'm a terrible programmer, just absolutely horrible. They're probably still fixing bugs. Um, (laughs) uh, When we would would, modify the software at, at Microsoft, we'd have to create this huge manual that told the user how to do it, use that you know, how to use the software, because nothing was intuitive. I mean, design has come such a long way. Mm-hmm. And 
right? So um, when I was at NASA, that's where I was really passionate. Like, how can we make, because NASA had these system critical interfaces where they needed to know exactly what button to push and which, you know, where to switch on and off. And uh, they were designed by the programmers and they were awful. Like, mm -hmm. that's why you needed a big degree to be at NASA, <laughs> just to figure out the interfaces. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. I am. Um, I, it's funny. I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm imagining, you know, all the nuts and bolts and all the, the inner workings and the, yeah. you know, it's like the difference between looking at HTML and then looking at a beautiful website, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, if you yeah. just do, I think there's websites where you can do a flashback to what maybe Amazon looked like when it first came out and you'd be like, mortified. I mean, it's just ugly. And yeah. the Wayback Machine, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And you look at, <laughs> you know, and I think you, <laughs> the public would probably be a little scared to know that some of the things that were running our country at the time had terrible interfaces that nobody knew what to do. Like there were about five buttons that they actually knew to use. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. When you... When you were given this idea, I said given, I'm just assuming <laughs> based on my, <laughs> like, I'm putting you through my filter. <laughs> when this idea demanded to be born, desire to create this app, um, and you just started researching like crazy, um, I mean, did you look for funding? Like, did you try to get a team? Like, how, how did that right. work for you? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was a terrible programmer. So I thought, well, stay in your lane of genius. You know how to design. Just figure out how to design on this littler device. And hmm. so I partnered up with another guy that I met at an event uh, while I was working at NASA. And he created a very innovative app where you uh, popped bubbles on the screen. <laughs> I mean, that was truly cutting edge at okay. that time. Okay. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, genius, how'd you do that? And we got on the phone a few times and we were talking and I told him about my app idea and he started to help me out. And then about a few weeks into it, he's like, you know what, Carla, I'm going to bow out of this because I kind of have a feeling that apps are fly by the night sort of thing. Oh, and next year, yeah, <laughs> they're just going to be history. Nobody's going to care about them. So yeah, I'll be moving on. And I was devastated. And I was like, I wonder if he's right. But of course he wasn't, right? And, are you uh, still in touch with this person? Yes. Yes. We're still good. Friends, in fact, he got his <laughs> He just completely career. blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he got a huge career uh, in the app world. So working oh, for cool. So yeah, yeah, he ended up making a lot of money off the app. So um, yeah, so I I ended up I was devastated. I was broke at that time, and I thought, well, I'll go to Elance, which is now Upwork. And see if I can just get some contracting work on the side because I need some extra money to build this app. And on there, mm -hmm. I discovered some app developers. Like there were actually people who know how to do that already. And they would practically pay you to make apps because I wanted the experience. And so oh. I found this wonderful gentleman and he helped me build it out. And I tried to outsource the design, but that was horrible. So I had to figure out how to design the app and 
um, back then they, the designs looked like real objects. Like it was a gratitude journal. So the background had to look like real paper with the oh, shape wow. and the grading, you know, those fine little details. I don't know if you remember that. Like if you had a dial in the app, they'd make it look like a real dial. And now thankfully they've changed that and it's all gone flat. But mm -hmm. uh, just learning how to do that level of design detail took me forever. That was the hardest part, I think. You know, all the technical stuff, I could kind of figure it out because the nice thing was back then, um, all of us developers were trying to figure this out together. We were mm -hmm. all like trying to go up the big mountain and none of us had a map. None of us knew where to go. <laughs> and so if somebody figured something out, they'd share it with everybody else. And we're, it was super helpful in that regard. So... What, what beautiful imagery. I mean, I can just see all of you, you know, trudging along and no one has any idea like, yeah. where, you know, you think of um, hiking and you have an idea. You, we have GPS, we have, you yeah. know, topographical maps, we have all of these resources and you guys were, were literally like creating and plowing through and moving forward and, and navigating through faith that something on the other side was going to be powerful and real and useful and helpful. And all of you, like, I can just see you all climbing up the same mountain, you know, hoping to reach the same pinnacle, but then everyone around is like, Oh, Hey, Hey, I found something we could hang on to. Oh, Hey, <laughs> there's something yes, over here that works. Like that because she, no books, it's incredible. Books. Right. Right. Even Apple didn't have any documentation. I mean, there was nothing. Apple didn't even know what they were doing. <laughs> we were all on our own. And I still remember the day that it, so when you submitted your app to Apple, now when you submit your app, you can tell Apple when to release it. So you can like do a whole launch date and a build up to the launch and everything like that. But back then you submitted your app to Apple and then they would just release it as soon as they approved it. And also like it could take three weeks to approve your app. Whereas now it can take maybe 24, 48 hours for them to get to it. So oh, I wow. submitted it to Apple. I waited, waited and checked my email, checked my email. And I still remember it was like five in the morning and I looked at my email and I let out this silent, yay, because my husband Aww. was just sleeping and I was so excited. I like just fell to my knees on my, in our kitchen floor. I was so excited that it got approved and it was out there. And then like just magic happened. Like I had maybe three followers on Twitter at the time, my mom, my husband, and some, you know, bot or something. Right. <laughs> and then it just blew up. And, you know, I say Twitter because that was the social platform. There was, Facebook was still closed. Um, mm -hmm. Instagram obviously didn't exist because it's an app mm -hmm. and it didn't come out until the app store was about four or five years old. So, um, yeah, so that was the only platform and my Twitter just kind of blew up. People were getting the app and super excited about it. And um, I had my story out there about uh, how I went through depression and my dad dying suddenly and uh, the media picked up on that story and it just completely changed my life ever since then. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love yeah. this. And I can imagine too, all of the, all the little girls, especially who yeah. potentially are listening, who are going, oh, wow. Like what a beautiful role model you are. Yeah. For women in math and science and, you know, all the geeky, fun, nerdy stuff yeah. you're talking about. Like, right? Yes. Because <laughs> uh, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that kind of gets me about like women in STEM and like influencing women in STEM. They're always trying to push them into the programming role, which is fine. You should know about that. I'm so grateful I know how to hack code um, and have enough of that, that background. But really look into the leadership roles, like look into owning the whole business, not being a cog in the wheel. And I think we need a lot more of that because if you look at the apps in the app store, they are like, ooh, I could easily say 99% driven by men, but the audience that is using them definitely isn't 99% men. It was right. when the app stores first opened up because men are, were the larger adapters of the iPhone at that time. But now it's, you know, even across the board, if not more women, you know, so um, yeah, definitely look into driving the whole idea of the app. And the beauty is, is now I've met app producers that are eight years old, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Apple has given some great resources for it. They definitely want to encourage kids into creating apps and you don't need big budgets. You just like, just get out there, just start creating them. Reach out to me if you want me to help you promote it. <laughs> Especially if you're a young woman. I, I, I desire to create an app, but the fact that an eight-year-old can de can design an app, like all of these little, um, it's like all the neurons in my body are firing. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's <laughs> so exciting. That's because, like, um, my kids are all actors, and uh, when my oldest was in a play, let's see, he had turned, he was eight years old, he turned nine during one of the productions they brought him a birthday cake on stage and everything. And there was an elderly gentleman who attends almost every play in Nashville. I mean, he is so loyal. He's so beautiful. He writes about all of the plays that he goes to see. And he turned to my son and said, so you want to be an actor when you grow up? And Judah said, um, I already am an actor. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm. Boom. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, it was just kind of this like, you know, inquisitive sort of matter of fact, he wasn't, he wasn't being um, unkind or, you know, um, I forget the word I'm looking for. Um, he was just matter of fact, you know, professional theater production, my kid actually got paid, just like all of the other actors in the show. Um, but the idea of what do you mean when I grow up? Like, did you, did you not see my name in the program? Was I not the person that I just came off stage? Like, you know, I mean, his wheels were just turning. And so when you said, you know, uh, kids as young as eight, you know, are apps, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is another opportunity for kids to get on what they're really interested in early. And yep. instead of having this extended childhood through, you know, high school and college, I mean, I look at my, my kid now who's 15 and I'm like, he, he's ready to work. Like, you know, his mind is just going so yeah. much faster than our culture is putting in. And so, um, yeah, get, yeah getting I us have, mm -hmm. work is, oh, 
Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're going to go on a little tangent here. So my son, he's eight. He launched his second business this summer. And um, I'm in now that I've been in entrepreneurship for 10 years, I understand that what school is teaching us is not preparing us for the world that we're going to live in. Like the, our kids are learning how to work in corporations that aren't going to be structured the way they are in, by the time they get out of school. And entrepreneurship, learning how to sell, learning how to negotiate, learning um, how to come up with ideas and how to ride the waves when things get really hard and bounce back quickly, do the math, do the numbers, build up relationships, all of this stuff. I mean, that's not taught to us in school. And my son, particularly, he gets in trouble for talking a lot in school, which I always congratulate him for that because I never want him to like <laughs> shut up. You know, like that is such a gift, a gift to the gab. Like you have a radio show, you know, to be able to do YouTube videos, to engage an audience, you have to have that natural gift of the gab. And how many of us have been told when we're younger to, you know, sit still? quiet your mind, focus, all that other stuff when really it's your ability to talk, to daydream, to think outside of the box, to, uh, you know, be creative. That's where the magic is. You're preaching to the choir, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I know. I know. <laughs> yes, yes to all of the above. Oh, yeah. It's so so okay, and so you say all of those things, and I keep thinking, like, says the woman who worked at NASA and developed an yeah. app, and you know, yeah. like, yes, yes, absolutely, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So, like, for a majority of my career, I felt like the only way to have a decent life was to do these jobs that I didn't enjoy. So, uh, one of my first jobs out of college, uh, out of university, I got my MBA was. Um, working on a Pentagon program, getting rid of nuclear weapons in the former Soviet Union. So we, wow. this is a $3.5 billion project uh, that we, you know, the name of the game is to spend the money before Congress takes it away. And I didn't have negotiation skills. So I got paid peanuts. And I was living in DC where, you know, the cost of living isn't cheap. And so I lived in this all black crack neighborhood where like taxi drivers would drop me off a block or two away. They wouldn't even come into the neighborhood. And um, it was like, I did that for about two, three years and really was just, I really, I couldn't, I get, I'm looking back, I was falling into a depression, depression because mm -hmm. to go off and spend all this money all day long on ridiculous stuff that would just get confiscated by the mafia, um, the Russian mafia anyway, um, and then go home a few blocks away from the Capitol building and see these kids that needed an opportunity. Like, why are we just spending this money <laughs> right in our home country? You know, like, let's help yeah. out these kids. And uh, yeah, so that was really heartbreaking. But I only thought the only way in life to to live was to have somebody to work for somebody else mm -hmm. and to just have that perfect resume. So I got the good grades. I always tried to get the best jobs, you know, and, um, 
what it did was just give me such bad habits, really bad habits that still, even after I became an entrepreneur, it took me many years to break. Wow. Now you work with people on breaking habits. Am I right? Yes. Is that something that you... Yeah. So what I do is uh, when you somebody gets my app, I share my backstory and start to let them get to know who I am and why I created the app and invite them into a private group, into um, mentoring, anything they need to get them unstuck from where they're at right now. And one of the things I love to do is a live 21-day challenge. So a whole group of us will come together for 21 days. I coach them through. I help them understand, you know, like, why are they stuck? What do they need to get, uh, understand their purpose? You know, how, how can they improve their value every day? How can they stick with these habits? How do habits even start to form? you know, all these different things. And we just hold each other's hands as we have some amazing breakthroughs. So like one gentleman, he was on, I think 11 prescription drugs when he started the challenge. Now, when he finished, he was down to one or two. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? And, um, and he was in my, my January challenge. And since then he's dropped like 50 pounds, I'm pretty sure he's off of all of his meds. He's, you know, at the time when he joined, he just started or just stopped drinking. And now he's just like, he's mentoring other people. It's just amazing. The quantum leaps that they have, you know, that was just January. And now it's what, June, July, six months ago. Right. Had such transformations. There's another woman who was on antidepressants for 20 years and she ended up managing to get herself off of that. And the amazing thing was, of course, then you have a sensory overload and um, right. she had all these amazing business ideas come to her and she quit <gasps> being a oh, chills. Yeah. She quit being a lawyer, which of course was causing her depression to begin with and, um, and started launching her own businesses. And she's so happy now. She just loves it. She's working on a book. I mean, and I could go on and on and on. There's so many amazing stories like that, that come out of these challenges. So I just love it. It's just, it's beautiful. Lifelong friendships are made in it. It's just the best. I love that. I'm like, okay, how do I get in? <laughs> Says the woman who doesn't have any any weight to lose and doesn't have any prescription medicines, but I'm still like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many business ideas. I mean, you know, like I need to focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always something, right? You so yep, absolutely. Like, people think like, oh, if I get, you know, a hundred thousand a year, then all my problems will go away. But it's not in the finances. It's in your beliefs and your habits. And, you know, like you can get to that hundred thousand, that 250,000, but then you have to still upgrade your habits to that lifestyle. And you're constantly upgrading your habits. It's a lifelong journey. It's not, you know, like something that's ever done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's so true. Yeah. So talk to me about power rituals. What are power rituals? Yeah. So when I had that success with my app, I <laughs> one of the first things people did was flood my inbox with, how did you do, create an app? And so I wrote individually to each person, 
all day long explaining the process. Then I got into, hey, I can cut and paste this. And then I got into, oh, you know what? I can make a book out of this. Nice. <laughs> while for the penny <laughs> on that, like about 50 emails in. And mm-hmm. um, wrote an ebook where I was getting, I don't know, hundreds of downloads a month off of this ebook that eventually got picked up by Wiley. Uh, they make the books for dummies. And that exploded a business uh, where I was producing apps for other people. And so I had an app agency. And wow, it was uh, wonderful bringing in these clients. I love business and I love learning about other people's business. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, yeah, it wasn't my jam. It wasn't for me because a lot of these people who are making apps just wanted it for the money. That's it. They just want the money. And I, right. you know, I totally get that, but it wasn't my thing. But so what happened to make a long story short is I ended up back to where I started before I kept my gratitude journal, insomnia, health problems, migraines, all these things coming back. And I um, thought, well, how can I I know I got to do something. I was keeping a gratitude journal. I knew I had to up the game and I couldn't get away to a retreat. I couldn't like hire, a co- I didn't know where to start. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, instead of working first thing in the morning, I'm going to give myself like a mini retreat. I'm going to do whatever I want in the morning. And that's where I started discovering all these different power rituals that you can use in the morning and in the evening as bookends on your day to really guide where you want your day to go. And honestly, they're so easy. They're fun. They don't take a lot of time and they complete game changer. Mm. And two, I mean, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So I could see the real benefit in having a group, you know, like a challenge group to go, all right, I can do anything for 20 (laughs) especially if there's another group of people, you know, coming alongside me going, hey, hey, you doing the thing? Because it's easy to to, um, not show up for our, you know? Yeah. So my, I break down my power rituals into an acronym called SACRED. And I used to call it SACRED Sunrise, but then I realized that actually you have to kind of do them throughout the day. And um, although they, I'll, I'll, I'll say them in the order of the acronym, but you don't necessarily have to do them in that order. So S is for silence, which is either prayer or meditation. Um, A is for asking and affirmations and appreciation. Um, C is for creating and making sure you create something every day because I feel like that's what your purpose is on earth is to create. Um, R is for reading. E is for exercise. And then D is for daydreaming and just future pacing yourself. And then in the challenge, I get deeper into how all of these work and when to do them to get the most impact. And and it's really amazing. I, I, my goal is to just like get everybody addicted to these things. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that, is that what set you up for being the woman who has taken her natural born gifts to make a crap ton of money? <laughs> So when I asked you, you know, what are your favorite podcast friendly topics? And you're like, how to use your natural born gifts to make a crap ton of money. I'm like, oh, we can be friends. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because like, 
here's a, like, oh, I could go on and on about can, how we're so brainwashed and conditioned, like especially women. Oh my gosh. Um, and so a lot of what I do for coaching with my, my inner circle is breaking a lot of their long held beliefs around money, how it scares and how it's, you know, kind of something you wouldn't talk about. And, um, it, you know, you only just need enough to get by. It's greedy to want too much. It's like, oh my gosh, honey, no, have as much as you want. There's plenty to go around. You just kind of got to create a system to make sure that it filters into your life on a consistent basis. And guess what? If you have a gift, which we all do, you can use that as the basis of your system to have that money flow to you. And it's so amazing. These women who are like, I can't imagine making more than a thousand dollars a month. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're going to make a lot, like 30,000 a month. Let's get this show going, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's, I do love that. And yes, absolutely. Like my ideas come to me from meditation, going like with nature, always, it, it keeps me grounded. It, like, come on, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. It's amazing and it's fun. It's an awesome game. And I see the people who burn out the most don't have these power rituals already in place. As we were talking, I'm sure, you know, things have come up, but I just want to give you the floor and just let you have an an opportunity to just share anything that might be on your heart or um, on your mind. Yeah. So, you know, when I started with, uh, I call it pimping out gratitude because I want to get everybody addicted to it. I <laughs> didn't understand the whole neuroscience behind it. I didn't understand like the ancient wisdom behind it. I didn't understand anything. I just knew it worked. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been diving deep for 10 years, you know, like if you're going to pick up any sort of habit and do it for, you know, 30 days, do that. Just, it's so easy. And I think people discount it because it's too easy because we're born to, be, or we're conditioned to believe that it needs to be hard. Otherwise you're not going to get any sort of results from it. And it's really easy. I think the only time it gets to be hard is when you have a bad day and you just feel like there's nothing to write in that journal. Then I say, write down twice as much on those days. And um, you, I, I will promise you hand over heart, your life will be different. Your life will be different after the 30 days. And every time I talk to somebody about this and they say, yeah, I kept a gratitude journal and my life like was the best. And then for some reason I stopped and you know, it wasn't so good afterwards. I'm like, yeah, we'll start it again. <laughs> and just, it's super simple. You can get my app or you know, I like my app because then you can add photos to it. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, you can. And, and what that does is when you can add photos and type it out and relive that moment, it imprints it in your your mind even more. So it's creating the neural pathways in your brains even quicker, even faster than just writing it out. But writing it out, it creates it faster than if you're just thinking about it. So what you're thinking, like if you want to compare it to lifting a weight to mm -hmm. just walking into the gym to lifting, you know, a 50 pound weight. So you're going to get more results the more you put into it. So I would say 
you know, if you can use my app, use my app or like at least get a notebook and write it down every single day and try to find something new each day. Because what that does is so tricky and so beautiful and so wonderful is it's like when I grew up on a farm and my dad would, or in the spring when it would rain, it would be muddy everywhere. And my dad would drive his tractor from the feedlot over to the cows in the field and uh, put food in their troughs. And he would drive that so continuously over and over again and the mud would dry up, but the ruts from his tractor would still be there. So eventually he didn't even have to turn the steering wheel to go from the feedlot to the troughs in the field. He just like let his tractor go because it was just in that rut. And that's how our brains work. When you're faced with the situation and your brain will automatically take that new path that you're creating when you're rewriting these moments in your journal. So it will hardwire that thought into your brain. And so what it does is it reduces the anxiety, it reduces the stress, it reduces your worrying about the future because you feel more confident about the future. You're starting to recognize in the past all these amazing events that happened in your life. Like things have come together many times over. And now in the future, why wouldn't it happen? And after 30 days, you're just like, holy cow, a lot of good stuff is happening. And it just starts opening up. I mean, magic happens. Really amazing miracles start to happen at that point. But you have to be really picky about what you put into your brain. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I have never owned a tell because of that reason. I know that I'm highly sensitive. I know what a roller coaster ride I go on emotionally when I'm subjected to um, negativity. Mm-hmm. And so I have made the conscious choice to just not let it in. So, yeah. Right. What a smart thing, right? Because I know I can as well. I can definitely like get riled up about certain things. I know like the election next year, I just can't watch the news because I know it's going to rile me up if I get it's in the news. It's designed to do that. I mean, it's designed to create certain triggers in your brain, release dopamine and cortisol and different chemicals. So you get addicted to it because your brain will get addicted to these chemicals running through your body. Right. Yeah. 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 Why not get addicted to gratitude? <laughs> I know. It sounds like such a little weird thing to get addicted to. But honestly, why not get addicted to? I mean, abundance is really what you're doing. You're getting, yeah. you're counting how much there is in the world. So if you look at the top three industries in our world, they're all based on fear, lack, Um, anxiety, stress. So the top one is arms. I've already talked about when I was working at the Pentagon and we had this $3.5 billion budget. Well, if you looked at a pie chart in that $3.5 billion budget, it was just a sliver of that pie chart that goes to arms. So like that's the top one. The next one is pharmaceuticals. Mm. And that's growing by over 6%, growing by 6% a year. Okay, we're getting into health food. We're like yoging. We're, that should be decreasing, right? But it's right. growing. So it's growing by 6% a year. And eight of the top 10 drugs are for stress-related illnesses. These are all preventable illnesses. So, you know, like yeah. you 
turn on the news. What do you see for commercials? Or ask your doctor. And by the way, it'll give you a million side effects that'll make you need another right. drug. Yes. Another <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. right. So, your genitals could fall off and you could die, but yeah. ask your doctor. <laughs> You'll sleep through the you night. Really say oh, that. By the way, it only works out of one out of five people, but. <laughs> and so pharmaceuticals. And then the third one, alcohol and tobacco. So, you know, had a bad day. Go on, treat yourself, honey. It's all right. You know what? Wine is good for you. You know, come on. It's a depressant. Mm. It's okay to have a glass here and there. I'm not, you know, like telling everybody to go teetotal, but it's a depressant. Right. So be aware of this and how that's being marketed. And, you know, I there was a long time where anything I went to involved wine. I'd go to yoga. And they're like, okay, guys are having wine right. at yoga? Come on. Right. <laughs> The play date. We got three year olds here. We're having what? You know, like, can we just go? And it was everywhere. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the top three industries. They need you to be stressed. They need you to feel lack. They need you to think there's not enough. They need you to feel like you're not enough, to feel inadequate. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the beauty industry. So, all these industries need you to feel like you're not enough. And mm-hmm what you're doing with the gratitude practice is realizing, dude, I got it all going on. I am awesome. I, this is, I'm the bee's knees and I got some good stuff going on. So, you know, and then you, when you, that clicks, you start to realize, you start to see people, you can recognize people who are caught in this um, cycle and it's no, no, um, no, no jest at them or anything bad towards them. It's, you know, cortisol is a chemical that goes through our brains that is addictive as heroin. So when, when we're watching the news every night, we start to get addicted to that cortisol rush and we start to look for it. And when our brains don't get it, it will create situations so you can have that cortisol rush because it's addicted to it. It needs it. It'll create it at two in the morning when you're trying to sleep, you know, and there you are for two hours wide awake. So uh, yeah, yeah. And and it's all just kind of slightly put into us here and there and told you're not, you know, it's just it's an interesting world we live in. But you know, in the same breath, there's amazing opportunity because I feel like, you know, things like gratitude, yoga, all these other practices, practices that are coming out, meditation is getting better, or popular, uh, not better, it's always been awesome, um, getting more popular. And, uh, you know, the people are just getting more aware of what to feed their bodies and their minds. And um, it's slow, but it's coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I um, was introduced to the idea of gratitude every day intentionally um, a few years ago. And I I started incorporating that into bedtime prayers with my girls, with my kids. Um, My oldest has kind of outgrown it, I guess, but um, my youngest two um, are, so I'll, I'll pray for them and then I'll say, okay, you want to do your thankfuls? And they each give three things from that day that they're grateful for. That's awesome. It's profound. Yeah. <laughs> it really it completely changes situation around because I have two little boys and they'll be fighting and, you know, who's the biggest one, you know, who's stronger, who's bigger. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. they'll be fighting and then I'll say, okay, let's, 
give our gratefuls and right away it just changes their state mm. it changes them from being like ah, i gotta fight you to yeah man i did this cool thing and it totally changes things you can't your brain cannot have anxiety and be grateful at the exact same time it's just not that nobody's brain can do that so you want to release from that anxiety that's going to manifest into mm -hmm. a prescription drug down the road then um, relief it with by gratitude and laughter you know all these things there's so many different ways to relieve it yeah wow that is profoundly powerful so. thank you thank you well love we have been going at it for like an hour <laughs> I know. I <laughs> and I feel know. like we could just, you know, we could have a whole day and we would never run out. <laughs> no, this is kind of how my challenge goes. We start to talk and everybody's like, yes, yes. And, and you know, there's so many ahas and beautiful moments. It's, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, we were going to do this for a half an hour and now we're an hour and a half in. All right, guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, well, this has been such a beautiful experience. It's my, my favorite thing in the world right now and always has been, but I now have a platform for it, um, is getting to know new people, finding out their stories. And um, now I have a way to not only get to know new people, find out their stories, but also record those conversations. And I know, share them with the rest great? of the world. Oh my gosh, it's the best. It is really the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to, well, I'm going to launch my podcast in a few weeks. And that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. It's just, who wants to be on? Yes. Let me hear oh. your story. So, yeah. So fun. It is so fun. All right, girl, I guess we should wrap this up. Um, people who are listening, who want to be in on your next challenge or who want to find your app or, you know, find out more about you online, where can they find you? Right. So to see the app, it's on the app store and you just go to thegratitudeapp.com and that'll take you there. Uh, if you want in the challenge, go to onehabitchallenge.com. And if you just want to get to know me a little bit more, you can just go to carlawhite.org. Awesome. And we'll have all of those links in the show notes as well. We'll transcribe the interview and have that available. And, um, you know, then anyone who wants to go back and what did she say about that can go and right. find it. So. Super cool. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming oh, on the show. I'm really honored and grateful that you... <laughs> <laughs> That you had the time, that you had the willingness, that you had the desire, and um, just what, really, what a powerhouse you are. I'm so grateful that you're living out loud and that you're sharing your experience with other people because God knows we need it. It's good stuff. Yeah, well, thank you, Lori, for sharing these stories because if it weren't for podcasts, I don't know what would have happened with my life. So thank you for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Rise and Climb. And uh, we hope to see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you thought of someone while you're listening to this episode, would you send it to them? Just let them know you were thinking about them or that they came to mind and make that connection. 
If you would take a minute to rate and review my show, that would mean the world to me. And let me know about topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. What are you waiting for? Go hit the subscribe button right now. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Mwah.